0: <coughs> you ever heard the term a n- wake-up call? Well, well I, I'm acutely aware, Charlemagne, that I'm a black person, just as you are a black person, and when uh, Joe Biden insulted you by saying, you ain't really black, we don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or vote for Donald Trump, it seemed to me that should have been a n- wake-up call for you, but it wasn't apparent.
1: Uh-oh, Richard! <laughs> What's
2: going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira, and we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Black, Married, and Death-Free podcast. Yeah. Thank you for the applause. We truly appreciate it. Shira, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. I'm I'm glad to be home. Got some... uh, things taken care of today got to hang out with a, few, with a few friends which was really nice too
2: that's good that's good
1: uh, how about yourself
2: you know Shira this has been a long week uh, you were away this week you know left me with the kids and everything abandoned me essentially uh, no nah, like, <laughs> nah, but it was good it was just like a, I'm I think I'm a little tired you know I could feel the the tiredness mm-hmm. go, You know, starting to catch up with me but let go. it's good it's good good weekend hung out with cameron today you took taylor with you i took our son with me and we uh you know had a little man you know a little man time little man conversation some things we just won't be able to tell you it's just between us you know what i'm saying and that's how it should be
1: <laughs> okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nah, but everything was good shire everything was good and I'm excited about this week's episode Shari, uh, excited to get in I think we got a pretty good one for the people out there uh, if you are a new listener welcome if you're a returning listener thank you for rocking with the Black Mary every podcast and do us a huge favor if you haven't already hit the five star review for us on whatever platform you know we appreciate that so let's get into it we okay. gotta talk about what happened on the breakfast club this week uh it's been all over the my youtube feed and and all over you know my instagram feed the clips from the conversation between larry elder a radio host author what else do you do, Shire? I'm gonna you—you uh, you gonna give him the rundown of him?
1: No, I'm not. Uh, uh, gu- uh,
2: gubernatorial <laughs> candidate for for yes. California. Okay, I'll
1: share what I know, but I—I I don't claim to be an expert, an expert. right? In in any of these people,
2: right? We're gonna be just giving our opinion. Now, this is just our opinion on the conversation he had with with the breakfast club uh so trigger warning you know we may dabble into politics a little bit we may you know but it, it, it's it's what we do here we tackle tough topics on the black man death free podcast but shire why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about larry elder and then we could talk about our initial thoughts before this interview of him and then our thoughts some thoughts about the interview
1: okay so larry elder uh is running for president. Okay, twenty twenty four. So he I guess recently announced his uh bid. Mm-hmm. And um he also lives in California. So for those of you who might not follow California news, right. um there was a time where he uh ran for governor. He was kind of running against um Gavin Newsom. I mean, it wasn't a formal run. It was
2: They they had enough votes to do like a a re not a, a recall, recall or recount or some type of... Well, I forget the name, but yeah, he was... He, he had enough signatures to get a revote. So, if yes. he would have won, Newsom would have been out and he would have finished the term. In. Yeah.
1: Right. And so, I do recall him being on the ballot. Elder is uh, not new. I mean, he was a radio show I remember host
2: him from TV for, mostly. Yeah, so I remember he TV, had like a court radio, show. Something all like that. All of that. I mean,
1: yeah. he's, he's uh, been around for a long time mm-hmm. and um, he... Uh, is conservative in many of his views. Yes. And um I don't think that his views set well <laughs> with some of the hosts on the Breakfast Club. Of course um, not.
2: Yeah, of course not.
1: Yeah, and so you know, I'm just checking out his his website, and so you know, he has some of the big issues that he is hoping to tackle. If mm-hmm. he, you know, were nominated. Um, As a president, and I know one of the the biggest issue or one of the things that I think some people of color might have an issue with is the stance on racial harmony, as it's called on the website. And so it's this area where he uh, talks about critical race theory and diversity, equity and inclusion. So I'll just read a little bit. Um, verbatim and I think after checking out his website I can kind of see where some of the hosts from the Breakfast Club may have you know had some ideas
2: about, uh, him. about
1: him before he was able to come right. and speak his piece right. um, so his website says uh, the critical race theory and diversity equity inclusion cults are increasing not decreasing racial tensions in America um Critical race theory and diversity, equity, and inclusion spread the lie that racism is ingrained in every aspect of American society and that our institutions and millions of Americans are inherently racist. Mm. Uh, This divisive theory undermines our shared belief in the American dream as it shifts the focus from personal responsibility and individual merit to racial identity and collective guilt. Um, he's saying that critical race theory and diversity, equity, and inclusion did not belong in any government institution, least of all the United States armed forces, and they do not belong in any corporation that receives large government contracts. And so that's in quote. So that was the blurb from okay. the, website. the website. And I know that this is a big issue, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I know there are things that were going on in Florida about some of the history books being rewritten. Mm-hmm. And. You know, just a lot of um, underlying racial tension. I think since George Floyd, and then obviously there have been racial tensions in this country since uh, forever. Yes. Um. So that's just his take on it. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that that sits well with with a lot of people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And you know, it's interesting that you read that. I uh, I think it's incredibly fluid for me. Like my my thoughts on it. And, and what I want to first do is applaud the Breakfast Club for having a conversation because like the knee jerk reaction to like what you just read and like his stance on a lot of stuff is this dude tripping. This, this dude, this dude tripping. You know, I wouldn't go this far, but some people will go as far as be like, man, oh, he's he ain't nothing but like an old Uncle Tom or whatever. Or, man, he you know, he don't know where he came from. Like you, he, he's automatically going to be. Thrown into that boat when you when you have those type of conversations. Uh, one of the big things that he was saying on the breast club to start was he doesn't believe in systematic systematic racism. He doesn't believe it still exists. He thinks it did at one point, but it no longer exists. And so, anyone, most people are going to say, "You now nah, you you gone a little bit too far there, brother." Like, there is systematic issues that are beyond maybe that maybe they're not. Being like, currently they're not being updated, right? They're not. Maybe people aren't, you know, working on new ones as we speak. But the ones that were set up centuries ago still have an effect. Is is I think what a lot of people, most people, think. So for him to say that it doesn't exist at all, it's kind of like, I right, man, I can't really get with you on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I will say this, as and we've talked about this, Shire, as we age as we our family grows as our economic uh socioeconomic status grows as our wealth grows you we start me and you have started to take on some more conservative ideals and you know i think and we're gonna get to this but you said something dope yesterday so you said like the new cool thing for black people is to be like well i'm not democrat or republican You know, I'm, you know, I'm saying I'm tea party or I'm I'm independent. Uh, We want to find the new off, you know, brand uh, version. But the reality is, is the way the government works is it's going to be one of the two powerhouses. So what one has to do is say, okay, realistically, which party gives me the most of what I want or which candidate gives me the most of what I want or what I'm looking for, what I value. And you got to put your vote behind that person. To beat the other person. It's just that simple. Unfortunately, we only get two people and two parties, really. But well, anyway, yeah, I kind of went off a but, tangent. Yeah, I think Bring bring back went around.
1: Went off on a tangent. Bring me back around, um, child.
2: I, Got a lot to say here. I
1: think that, you know, in the interview, if you were to check it out, I know we're going to play a clip in a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, one thing that the interview did illustrate is that, you know, we're not a monolith. Right. We don't all... We're not all Democrat. We're not all Republican. We're not all independent. Yeah. And so I think politicians address us as if we're a monolith. We are not a Mm -hmm. monolith. Um, There are a variety of opinions. And I would hope, and I was hoping that with Larry Elder being on The Breakfast Club, that this would be a safe space for this conversation to take place. Mm -hmm. I got the dinner table, right? Right. Without um, underlying hostility mm-hmm.
2: Tropes, um, you know stereotypes just, Yeah,
1: it, it didn't feel very neutral from the very beginning you know mm-hmm. I after about 20 or 30 minutes I ended up turning it off <laughs> yeah um, because it, it was it was too much right um, you know uh, like let's just not don't be biased mm-hmm. when you're interviewing someone ask them the questions let them respond if you have a rebuttal that's fine right um but at some point, I mean, there were definitely some viral moments, which is why we're talking about it. Yeah, and so we'll fill you in on some of those those viral yeah. moments. But I'll say that the interview did start off with a talk about the biggest social issue that you know Larry Elder feels exists within America, mm-hmm. and it's particularly uh, prevalent in the Black community, mm-hmm. and that is the issue of fatherlessness. Mm-hmm. So in the interview, he made the connection between um, crime rates, um, Mm -hmm. things like educational attainment and all of that. And how um, having a father in the home um, helps to um, it helps keep the child out of trouble, essentially, especially young boys. Yeah. Like you're not worried worried about it's beneficial for women too for young ladies Mm -hmm. too but you're not worried yeah he made a comment about um not being worried about the police but actually being worried about your father and and letting your your father down and yeah you know and so i I do think that that's a huge issue Mm -hmm. um in our community and also other communities as well um and yeah he's right. he said that no one's talking about it mm-hmm. because um, the example that I believe that he used was something along the lines of if a democratic person were to say, you know fatherlessness is a big deal um, in the black community then he would be he or she would be scrutinized mm-hmm. for putting down the single mothers mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are doing this heroic work of raising children alone. Right. And so he's basically saying there are a lot of issues that kind of go swept under the rug mm-hmm. because no one is bold enough to speak about them.
2: Right. And Shire, he highlighted. And then he said, if it, if a black man does it, he's labeled coon. People will say, you're well, you're victim blaming, you know, you're blaming the victim. Of, of a problem and so he used to feel like there's no one who can speak on speak to that you know so but he's he's willing to put himself out there and and talk about the father fatherless peace and he, he really uses statistic about you know how when slavery was was really more dominant and more in your uh more overt instead of covert in the during jim crow there were more black families then and blacks were better off statistically. When you look at uh, home ownership, when you look at uh, different statistics, they were better off than they are now. When yes, there is still covert racism, but it's no more Jim Crow. It's no more uh, uh, terror lynchings and different things like that. And we have less family now. So he thinks it's less about racism holding us back and more about we've, we've moved away from right. families, you need family, nuclear the family,
1: nuclear family and, in- when you have the nuclear family intact, that kind of propels you forward. Mm-hmm. Now, I also want to I agree with that, out, by the way. Just I to say. do agree with him on that. I feel that everything that he said regarding family is valid. Mm-hmm. I will also say that raising family, being in family is a challenge. Yes. I mean, Larry Elder himself is not married. He doesn't have children. Mm-hmm. There could be a lot of reasons for that. Um but that kind of goes to I mean, I don't I don't know why he doesn't have he's not married, doesn't mm-hmm. have children, mm-hmm. you know, but it could be that it's complicated. You know, yeah. relationships <laughs> are complicated. I like that. Maybe, let's keep it. A honey maybe he's, she's chosen not not to follow that path. Right. Um, but I do feel that everything that that he he said on that front is valid. And and there does need to be some kind counta- accountability there. I think yeah. accountability right now is a big word. And I know that we've talked about relationships and how we want to we want to. I'm talking about the manosphere real quick, but we want to hold women accountable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think at some level, there's we the, all need the, to... The assist. man
2: has the fight to stay in the home just as much as we want to put pressure on the woman to not kick the man out of the home, right? Both parties have to do work there to keep the family
1: on both, to, parts. On
2: both sides. It's yes. not just going to be one side going to keep the family together and all this. Right. We all got to do it. And I think, like, it does take someone preaching it but you're right Shire like man I wish there was a brother that stood on the fatherlessness campaign and keep the family black family together that had a black family it just kind of looks better sorry to say it does well,
1: in the and politi- for him to not in the political in the space, realm it does it looks right better. um but um but there are a lot of great fathers. Yeah. So we yeah. Don't wanna, we don't want to, we don't want to say, you know, I, but he's
2: not even a kid. He said, he don't have no kids, right?
1: Oh, him personally. Yeah. As so as it's kind of like, say, as far as we know.
2: No. Yeah. Now I'm going to just go out on the limb and say this, let's go ahead and turn up. Let's just get lit. We, we did our nice little niceties. Let's just get lit here. He bodied every single host on that show. He spoke with eloquence He's a professional speaker. He's got more years in radio and in public speaking than probably all of them combined. It was Charlemagne the God, DJ Envy, and they had a guest. Uh, I forget her name. But anyway, I'm sure this you could tell there's levels to this, to quote Meek Mills. He was on level 10 and they were much lower. <laughs> Just an eloquent of uh, speech who cares about the content you may like their con you may agree with their point of view more but he was able to clearly communicate his point better than them and they seemed like they were flustered they seemed like they were outclassed that's what i that's what i the best way i could put it and uh like you said you were right shire they kind of came in they let him go he talked about the fatherlessness piece and the first rebuttal was do you, what did he, what did he say something about white people? He said, "Do you, Charlemagne says what do white people do?" Right. Yes. That, so he like just that, didn't even acknowledge I, exactly all the stuff that he's talking about us being accountable. Like at least acknowledge that first, then you can ask your your white racist question that you want to ask. But
1: <laughs> I I don't I, I I don't see why that was the question. Yeah. That they continued to harp on. Yeah. Um. I think we know historically what was done mm-hmm. to blacks, mm-hmm. to um, our indigenous uh, brothers and sisters and, and Native American. Like and we they, should
2: never forget. I'm, I'm, I'm of that class. But.
1: Okay. But I don't. I think they were asking that to a shift to a shift accountability. Yes. Like we're talking about you know, issues within the black community. Mm -hmm. This is a predominantly black space. And Mm -hmm. I think that we can go ahead and have conversations about where we can level up and how we might, how we might do that, how we might strengthen our own community without saying, well, well, what did they do? Yeah, I I just felt like I didn't understand why they kept going there. And it it really I I didn't find it helpful. Is it a good question? Sure, sure. sure that's a great in, in the question. proper
2: form, right? To your point,
1: but it's almost rhetorical.
2: It's rhetorical. It was rhetorical. He he doesn't have the answer for you. He he can't answer for another people.
1: No, they. But wanted it's almost him, like they wanted him. They to. they wanted him to say something um bad against um white people yeah and guess what when presidential you're running for president they're going to be using these so that you know they maybe he would say something that could be used against him mm-hmm. or i don't know it just it, it really felt like they were ganging up on him which is why i had to say this is a lot right now yeah <laughs>
2: it was it was a, it was a tough listen but and to, to your point, Shire, it's like, there's moments where we, I mean, we, I love talking with your brother. I think talking with uh, your brother is oh, cool. Oh, you're shouting out my shout, brother? Shout out to, shout hey, out to my brother. brother-in-law. I like his <laughs> viewpoint on a lot of stuff. Uh, and, um, you know, I like just dinner table conversations with like-minded okay. people. And there's always room to talk about what they, whoever the they is, right? Man, they be doing this and they be doing that. But then you also got to have this same conversation about what could we do what could i do i'm okay man we, well, we could tighten this up we could tighten that up and i think he's talking about what we can do what i can do making it personal and they wanted to talk about the other right
1: right right what they should do what they should do should to right yes. the wrongs of history
2: yes. and, and what does be- that get where does that get us having a conversation amongst ourselves really where does that get us because we all know like you said it's rhetorical it's not going to get us anywhere because we already know that amongst each other. We just want to spit it around again and throw it around the room. That Or should we more so control what we can control, which is what I think he Larry Elder was trying to really say. Right. And we, it was an opportunity missed, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think it was a missed opportunity to have some real conversation and, and dialogue mm-hmm. about how, you know, what are your plans if yeah. you were elected president in I don't know It just could have been A little bit better Yeah I think that we should Skip over to this Part the, the, of the interview the, 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 the That went viral <laughs> yeah, The viral I mean, moment Did I just say viral What you did, did I say You
2: did Viral
1: Y'all know what I'm trying That went viral Right Okay so this is what happened And
2: And And Shia This is a perfect example Of being outmatched And outclassed Check it
0: out You probably gotta go uh, <coughs> Have you ever heard The <coughs> term A uh, Nick wake up call no. It is an incident where a person of color forgets that they are of color and are reminded rather brutally by an unexpected act of racism. Have old you brother, ever had any of those? Oh, brother. I'm just asking. I'm just, you think you've ever Well, had any Ill- I, I'm acutely aware, Charlemagne, that I'm a black person, just as you are a black person. And when uh, Joe Biden insulted you by saying, mm-hmm. you ain't really black, we don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or vote for Donald Trump, uh... it seems to me that should have been a wake-up call on your part how dare this guy come in here and insult you a black man and tell you you got to think a certain kind of way i'm amazed that you weren't mad about that Um, I didn't, i'm not gonna say that it upset me just like i'm not letting you upset me you know what i mean i don't tend to get upset over things like well, that but what i did say well, well that you just not talk not about a b- wake-up call and it seemed to me that that should have been a wake-up call on your part to have a white guy come in here who also said by the way uh... uh about Mitt romney um, uh, uh, because he didn't want to put more regulations on Wall Street, gonna put y'all back in chains. And Joe Biden has lied for decades about his civil rights record, claiming that he desegregated movie theaters and restaurants in, in Wilmington, Delaware when he didn't any, didn't do any of that. He lied and said that he tried to visit Nelson Mandela during apartheid in South Africa. He did not. And he came in here and told you you aren't even black and let you think of a certain kind of way. It seemed to me that should have been a wake-up call for you, but it wasn't apparently. I mean, you no, know, for the record, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. Right, I, I, I didn't say I, you were yeah, I, think both I don't know try. what you are I, I never yeah. even asked you about your party affiliation yeah, I'm just saying but you are black and, and to have a white guy come in here and tell you you have to say, uh, think a certain kind of way otherwise you quote ain't black wow how should I have replied to him you think? what I just now said how dare you insult me and tell me I, I think as, as a human being let alone as a black person I don't tell you how to think, Joe Biden. How dare you come in here and tell me how to... How I, I, I should think. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump if I want to vote for Donald Trump, and if I want to vote for Donald Trump, it does not make me not black. Twenty percent of black people, black men, as I said, have voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Are they not black now? So only 80 percent of black people, black men walking around are really black, 20 percent are not, because they voted for Donald Trump? How insulting is that? How condescending is that? Mm. I, I mean... You're probably right, but I didn't think it in that
2: way. Well, I, I did. did. Oh my god! Oh, body. <laughs> That's all I have to say. You <laughs> bodied him, man. I mean, hey, we might not agree with the content, but like, yo, what'd you think about that, Sharon? What, 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 what'd you think?
1: I don't know. Well, I, I have to wonder. Why he was asked that question?
2: Why did he ask? Okay, I'll tell you why he asked. Have you ever heard
1: of the term "Mm, "wake up call"? Have you like why? What what were you trying to gain? He is Larry Elder is seventy one years old. He is your elder.
2: First of all, we need to respect our elders, right? Right? He Mm -hmm.
1: is your elder. I would never be your daddy. I would never ask someone, you know, who is my elder. Have you ever heard of the term "Mm, wake up call?
2: It's a term that uh, Dave Chappelle using a bit when referencing like people like OJ Simpson that push away the uh, black culture. But then when they need black culture, they're they're asking for like help. And, you know, it's kind of like saying like, now now you got your wake up call. I guess you, you needed us all along type vibe and he was trying to say that and, and really you're insinuating that larry elder is a uncle tom or someone that that denies black culture until you really need you really gonna need us one day and so he was trying to get him trying to be funny and it just wasn't it felt extremely flat and
1: it felt very this brother, flat I then mean,
2: he threw the biden incident in charlemagne's face now let's talk right. about that incident do we need to play that clip or do we kind of already you know what I'm saying? I think
1: it's pretty well known. Pretty well known. Um, if you have it, then definitely play it. Yeah, um,
2: find it. But go ahead and paraphrase it for us Sal, while I do that.
1: Yeah. Um, well, clearly there's a conversation with Charlemagne and, and Joe Biden. And Joe Biden made that statement. And uh, Charlemagne didn't sound in the least bit offended. He just continued on with the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, a lot of people did view uh, a lot of people had issue with what Joe Biden said, and yeah. there are people who are, you know, this is a viral clip that you just played. So mm-hmm. a lot of people have commented on it, and even Nas, um, you know, he shout out to Nas, he put a, uh, he made a quote. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you know, part of it says, "I do applaud Larry Elder for chin checking Charlemagne mm-hmm. over Joe Biden's anti-black statements." End quote
2: as a person that enjoys listening to and oftentimes being involved in lip wrestling, right? Bumping gums, you talking, talking smack. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I appreciate the level of, of just being able to body somebody with your words. I mean, he roasted them. He was out, he was class there and, and used this against him. And yeah, chin check. That's, I love that. That's the great way to look at it. You got chin check. Right, let me pull your card. You trying to front on me in public? I'm big on wherever you show out, you about to get woe out. And so you're going to try to front on me? Then let me pull your card and bust you okay,
1: out. Okay, but can I say something <laughs> about this?
2: Eloquently. Can, a bit.
1: can I say that I really wish this conversation was more of a cordial
2: Yes. conversation yeah, it just sure. it
1: just felt like they had it out for him in the beginning and they were you know even Charlemagne was reading have you ever heard of the term like if you look at the video he's clearly he's,
2: reading from he's his reading laptop
1: something that he has prepared um he has you know really put some thought into it he's reading it off his laptop He thought he
2: was going to get and him and with he this really
1: he he waited till deep in the interview like he had been holding this one back um, and he was really gonna just let him have it and and, and I feel that you are the breakfast club um, you know Marcus said he was watching the kids for a while. he's I was away on a business trip and I had a television in my hotel room and beT was on the television and the breakfast club was on. so you're actually on cable TV and there are people who still have cable. Um, and so you're on a major platform, and just to see black people kind of go at it, yeah. it's just not a good look. Yeah, like, how come you couldn't have been more? Um, you know, I said cordial. I mean, there could have been a little bit more. I don't know the word tact. I
2: don't, yes, I don't tact. Know. A little uh, more res- respect, professionalism. Um, like, bro, professionalism. at the end of the day, you guys are you guys have transitioned from uh, disc jockey to journalists. You guys are journalists, and if you're going to do it, you've spoken to some of the most powerful people in the world on The Breakfast Club and you they're really becoming caricatures of themselves. Like, it's just not what it used to be. It's not, it's not the amazing platform it used to be and they're not taking advantage of this these opportunities to speak to like the the most important people in the world. Not that Larry Elder is, but this is a great platform and y'all just making it, y'all sounding real goofy, man. Like,
1: right. And I'm, yeah.
2: I, I mean, he asked the question at one point uh, is that why you don't like black women? When the guest host was kind of just over talking, Larry Elder and Larry Elder seemed a bit frustrated. Oh, they said that? Then Charlamagne just busted out, Is this why you don't like black women? It did. And the room was just silent. I,
1: I, it was like it was supposed to be I'm a joke. Not gonna that, go there, right? It was a
2: joke that fell extremely flat. And it's just like, bro, this is how I know you're losing the debate because now you're trying to crack jokes. You're trying to do, pull, uh, pull cards. And y'all just got embarrassed man so it really no one won here right that 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 that's that's what i take from the interview it's like it's a missed opportunity uh i do appreciate them for having a conversation but i wish it was done a little bit with a little bit more professionalism yeah
1: and i mean yeah as you said he he got bodied people are saying you know he got chin checked <laughs> um but no one wins. no one won you know, Because no, people no still one, think
2: he's a he's an Uncle Tom. Whoever thought it before, and people the Bradley Club. You know what I mean? I,
1: but you know what? I'm looking at the so comments. divisive. It's very I'm divisive. looking at the comments here. You know, I'm looking at Yahoo News. That's where I pulled. You mm-hmm. know, uh, the knots comment, and no one in here is, has said the word Uncle Tom. Like no that's good. one. Okay. That's no good. one. So I don't. I don't know. Uh, you gotta
2: stop doing that. man. I don't like, know. We do that too much. Who's
1: man. calling him that? But yeah. I'm just. I'm not seeing him. I'm not seeing it. And I I think one of uh, Larry Elder's biggest uh, messages is that as black people, we can't deny the progress. Yeah. We have made a lot of progress as the people in this country. He made a really, uh, he talked, made a really interesting uh, point that I did. I had no clue. He was talking about Black Wall Street Mm -hmm. and how Black Wall Street wasn't called Black Wall Street until it was rebuilt. And it was rebuilt by black people without any assistance from the government after they experienced this, uh, a terrible loss, um, then that's when it became known as Black Wall Street. So like, there's a lot of history that we don't know, right? That we're not taught in schools and we have to uh, take it upon ourselves to learn our own history. And when we do, then that's when we can really uh, understand our strength as a people. Yeah. And we, we don't have to run back to, to slavery. I, I can look at, you know, there's plenty of figures in history I can look at and say, look what they overcame and look at what they were able to accomplish mm. in the time that they were able uh, to accomplish it in. Mm. I mean, a lot of people say we're living our ancestors' wildest dreams. Yeah. And many of us are. Yeah. So I think it's okay to stop and say, "Look where we've come from. We are resilient. Come on. We are prosperous. We can, we are. I am somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All you right, know? Jesse Jackson. <laughs> so so I don't. So this whole they owe oh, we they look. They are doing a reparations study mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. That study was commissioned by the governor they were just wrapping up. They have all of their council meetings mm-hmm. online and there, some cities are testing it out. If we were to receive reparations, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's going into my, uh, my Vanguard or <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> whatever. Exactly. But if not, I'm going to be okay. My children are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I believe that my children's children will be Okay. And we're going to do the best with what we have, as many of us always have.
2: Exactly. Make something out of nothing. Well, sir, I ain't got nothing to say on that because okay. you just dropped the mic on that one. So okay. we're going to get on out of here, man. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed this conversation. Let us know what you think in the comments. Let us know what you think in the review section. If you like this episode, let us know and we'll, you know, make a mental note and bring you more stuff like this, y'all. We got to talk about the whole Man, you know what I'm saying? Finance is one piece, family is another piece. That's why we're black, married, and debt free, y'all. Y'all know what it is. We out. Peace. Bye.